Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we're super excited. We've got a very awesome guest coming on with us, Ella uh, Jalili Tane. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Ella is a Chinese medicine student who has been trained in the art of channeling life force energy, chi, to perform healing on physical, emotional, and spiritual levels. After a deeply profound spiritual awakening in 2021, she developed a strong interest in all things consciousness and began practicing meditation and qigong to enhance her clairsentience, clairvoyance, telepathy, and astral projection abilities to explore different perspectives of reality. So without further ado, let's go to the line with Ella. Ella, welcome to Paratruth Radio. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you, too. Um, You know, I found you on TikTok, and I've loved all of your uh, videos, and something that really drew me to you, and especially to have you on the the show, is because whenever you're doing a chi healing, I feel everything that you're doing, which isn't always the case when i'm seeing people do healings on tiktok or whatever so it it really drew me to you um i read your bio but why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into doing all of this oh wow okay do you want the long version or the short version long version is fine (laughs) okay okay, let's, let's go for it all right okay so a couple of years ago i had a really profound, intense spiritual awakening. And before then, I had no time for spirituality. I was a complete atheist. Um, Yeah, I was a law student. I was very focused on the rational, material, third-dimensional world. I had no time for for any of it. And then, you know, so often as um, in terms of like spiritual awakenings go, I went through a trauma. And um, I went to see my acupuncturist, who I've been seeing since I was like eight years old. So obviously spirit knew that this was an important relationship that I was going to have because he's turned into my mentor. Um, But yeah, I went to see my acupuncturist. And um, as I was receiving acupuncture, he he said, hey, can I do an alternate type of energy work on you? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. And um, he sat at the end of the table. I was lying. I'm just like, you know, chilling with my needles in. And um, he just put his hands by my feet. He wasn't even touching me. And I felt this energy like move quite 
quite viscerally through my body and it settled in my stomach, you know, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And it was quite intense because it was trauma, you know, so you're working it out, you're working it out. And um, then it just dissipated. And I was like, that, that isn't how the universe works, man. You didn't even touch me. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. And then that just started a rabbit hole, rabbit hole, right? Because I need to know how things work and I need to know the truth of like things. So, you know, I went back and I'm like, can I have books? Can I have information? And that just started the, the, the descent, the ascent, whatever you want to call it into spirituality, into learning about consciousness, into learning about who and what we are and what we're doing here and why we're doing all these things and what we're going through. And, um, I started meditating and, I started practicing Qigong and then I had a, um, like a massive spiritual awakening. Like I started hearing and feeling my, my guides. I started seeing other people's energy. I started being able to like read people. I started remembering my past lives. I started being able to project my consciousness from my body and explore a multidimensional reality. And something that my guides kept saying was, you're supposed to share. You're supposed to share what you have. And um, I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm a law student. I don't believe in any of this stuff. So it was a real war that was going on in my brain that, you know, that one side is very like spiritual and like, oh, yeah, it's healer, la, la, la. And another side was like, absolutely <laughs> not. You know? <laughs> um, and that's still that's still going on, to be honest. I haven't quite merge those two together but you know um and I started posting on on TikTok just uh, about what I learned and you know it, it took me a while it took about a year of just like practice of doing qigong of um learning from my my teacher my mentor and um yeah and then off off it went and now I'm studying Chinese medicine and this is my job, which is a very strange thing to say, but it's wonderful. It's it's not where I thought I'd be. I thought I'd be a family lawyer by now, you know. Right. <laughs> Here we are. I much prefer this, talking to you, Justin. <laughs> well, now, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, what, was, oh, so yeah. what was it like for your friends and family to see the drastic change in you? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it was quite difficult for my mother to be honest, because like she grew up with quite intense uh, Jesus loving aunties. Let's just put it like that, you know. Mm. And um, my father passed away when I was very young. She had no, she had no time for it, and that's why I was brought up in a very like atheist household. But at the same time, she has a great deal of respect for like ancient Eastern mysticism and Buddhism and, and acupuncture. Like obviously I've been getting acupuncture since I was a kid. So in some ways she was okay with it. In other ways I learned to only relay what was necessary. Um, and at the beginning I was very excited. I was like, everything is love. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, I was going through all these like massive downloads of, of information were coming, were coming to me and, and everything but um people have to ask you first before you start telling before you start expressing it um so most of my friends and my family don't really know unless they've asked 
Mm. or unless I was at the very beginning stages and I was very excited and I was just like telling them stuff. But yeah, like a couple of my housemates were just like, okay, okay, man. You know, I had a housemate who was a, who has a degree in in physics, you know, and he was, he was very much, mm. but you know, it's, um, it, it is how it is. So yeah, I keep it fairly quiet unless people ask me first, basically. Okay. It's funny that you bring up the the whole physics thing because we have had people on scientists even who say, you know, physics really does explain a lot of this. They just don't want to admit it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quantum mechanics, quantum entanglements. Um, When you get down to the very atomic level, there is a massive merging of ancient um, mysticism and uh, you know, modern day quantum physics. I got chat GPT to write me a great essay about it once. That was, that was fantastic. Um, but yes, like this fundamental building block of, of reality, um, chi, which is what I'm, I'm learning about in my classes, mm-hmm. uh, like moves throughout everything around us and everything around us isn't even like solid matter. It's just like chi interacting with energy, which turns it into physical objects and then there's yin and yang the opposing yeah no it's um i'm very excited to see the next like kind of five ten years as they make more discoveries and start putting more things together but yeah i think i think we're close but yeah physics is fascinating Mm. so what's the difference between chi gong and like reiki or kundalini what what's the difference between all of those compared to to qigong Mm, okay so qigong i honestly they're pretty much the same thing they're pretty much the same thing there's just different philosophies there's different ways of understanding it there's different ways of explaining it so um chinese medicine is very much based on confucianism on Taoism on um, on Qigong and Qigong oh, Qi is very hard to explain um it, it actually isn't translated from the Chinese and we we learned about like the Chinese character for Qi as in like you know it's the sun um shining on the water and then it changes the water which transforms into steam which transforms into clouds which turns into rain so it's it's the everything. It's the fundamental underlying life force energy that animates all things, including in energy pathways throughout your body, every single cell, but also everything around you. Yeah, um, you know the the phone um, that I'm speaking to right now, the um, the tea that I'm that I'm drinking. Everything is chi. Um, there's different vibrational frequencies of it. <laughs> And, um, pardon me, I'm still getting over a nasty flow. Um, so my <laughs> cough, I didn't. Um, but yeah, no, so Reiki, Rei, Ki, Chi, Ki being like the, the Japanese word for life force energy, right? It's the same, same thing. Okay. Um, Kundalini is, um, see, I don't know a lot about Kundalini, so I don't feel I can speak on it, but it's the, the energy in your, in your spine, right? It's the it's the serpent. Um, so I'm clearing all the energy centers um, 
in in my classes, this is the conception vessel, and on the back it's the um the the governing vessel. Uh, but it's like straight lines of energy, and obviously we have mm. our chakras coming through here. So once these are all aligned, so to speak, we can reach very beautiful um, states of consciousness and connect with the all that is, or the the wuchi, the the infinite um, consciousness. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So now, you know, on your TikTok, you perform a lot of healing work for your followers. Uh, some of my favorite is the anxiety relief and the brain massage. I love the brain massage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But, I, but my question is like, what guides you to decide on what energy healing to perform on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. So the thing is, I, I'm very intuitively led. Um, when I do my videos, nobody sees this, but I go through a lot of preparation. So I do 20, 30 minutes of Qigong with, mm. to, to balance myself, to become the best like channel for energy that I can be, and then meditation as well, um, just to calm and quiet the mind. And I connect with my guides who are various. I connect with various um, guides. And then I channel the energy and the, the hand movements, very intuitive. I have a very vague idea about what I want to do. So if it's um, for anxiety, if it's for calming, then this will go to specific meridian pathways, acupuncture points um, to, to calm anxiety. And that's your heart and your pericardium line probably stomach spleen, but it's going to be different for different people because chi is intelligent. It will go where it needs to go for your greatest good. And, you know, if I'm doing like brain, brain massage, um, that will, you know, calm, calm all the, all the points on the head. Like you have so many actual acupuncture points on your head, on your face, you know, so I'm just stimulating those energetically. Um, okay. But with help from from my guides, who know who know what they're doing. Oh my god, they're they're great. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just the channel. You know, half the time I don't even know wh what I'm what I'm doing. I'm just very much giving <laughs> over to let them do what what they want, which is very um, it's it's a weird thing to say, but it's it's true. <laughs> right. Well, now, so something else that you you always do. Every episode, video is you ask for that before. I mean, you always say, uh, make sure you're consenting. Um, um, I a lot of the discussions you've had with other people, psychics, mediums, uh, even people who practice various types of uh, spiritual crafts, they say that they can project energy on people without their person's permission. So, is that something? that you do just because you feel like it's necessary or is it actually necessary in order for the energy healing to work? Oh, it's absolutely necessary for the energy healing to work. Mm -hmm. It's the number one rule really that I was taught is you have to have people's permission to perform energy work on them. Um, okay. That's just the way I was taught. Uh, I have seen other people um, like, put consent into the healing, which I find like quite fascinating. But for me, um, you are your own being. Um, 
and I am my own being, and you have free will, okay? And before I impose energies on you that you may not be ready for or you want, okay, you you have to say yes, please, uh, or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm curious, or just that open state of mind. But it's like um, other things that you need to be consent for. You need to be... Um, you need to be ready and willing because healing is very hard work. Healing can be really um, like difficult or traumatic. Like I've had a lot of people, you know, say, oh, I'm, I'm crying or um, this, this has gotten quite a, an emotional response or, you know, I'm in, I'm in pain or, you know, um, some people get like sudden headaches because like chi is suddenly starting to flow where it hasn't, flown before so yeah no um it is a big it is a big thing with me and I think um that does instill trust especially on a platform like like TikTok man you've got right. you've got a few minutes okay and if I'm my energy work is quite like we we go straight straight into it it can be quite intense and I like to give people a bit of a warning because you know you're scrolling you see a cat video and you might be on the bus somewhere and so you're like let's solve some PTSD and then you'll you're like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> so I like to give people a bit of a warning before we just like jump into it. Yeah. Well something I really love about your videos is that you you giggle or you you enjoy what you're doing and you're it's almost like you're watching yourself, so you you react to yourself. So that always gets me every time when you giggle or laugh or something. Um, but something that I always see, I'm sure all of your followers do, is the visceral reaction that you have when you're doing energy work. And um, I know there's going to be those uh, skeptics out there that say, you know, well, she's not doing it to one person, how she can be feeling anything or, um, you know, you're doing it over the internet. How can you really be feeling anything? So I would love for you to kind of explain that part of it, especially doing it on, on a platform like TikTok. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, um, first of all, I love having fun with it. I don't think it always has to be super serious. You know, you can, you can talk to people, um, and uh, I, I like doing that. That's just my way of, of doing it. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So th this is really hard to understand from a third dimensional perspective, the, the mm -hmm. perspective we're in, in terms of like transmitting that energy. Um, but basically, chi operates outside of what we understand as a space time. Okay. So, you know, one, two, three dimensions, um, space and time are a thing, and we're walking through linear time going blah-dee-dah. But fourth dimension to ninth dimension, these things don't really, they're, they're just different frequencies, okay? Um, the, the most important thing is the intent and the consent. So I intend to send healing energy. She can be recorded behind a camera um there you go and as long as i intend to send the energy and you consent to receive the energy the healing the healing will happen um in terms of how it works oh so we're all made up of chi fundamentally and also um 
separation is kind of an illusion. We're actually all like one being in the higher frequencies of reality. So I attract certain energetic frequencies that are probably more ready to receive that kind of energy. You come across me on a TikTok, you're like, oh, this seems fun, I'm going to stay, and you receive energy healing. And this is overseen by the universe, by my spiritual guides, by your spiritual guides. So it's a whole it's a whole process. But, yes, mm-hmm. operates outside of space-time. You, you yeah. come across it when you're supposed to come across it. And, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing, but mm. there you go. <laughs> well, no, when it comes to energies and frequencies, and we know that it's scientifically proven that the earth and various things on earth vibrate at different frequencies, it's one thing that we often come across are people, and ourselves included, uh, where we feel certain emotions or certain energy frequencies based on certain events happening. So something like a solar storm, which is happening today uh, in our atmosphere, uh, but also like the like solar eclipses, uh, lunar eclipse, things like that. How, well, one, have you seen any of those type of things affect the way your energy performs as you're trying to heal people? Um, and if so, in what way negative or positive does that affect you? Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, the planets, this planet particularly, but like most planets are alive. Mm -hmm. They're like they have their own consciousnesses (laughs) and the way that they all interact with each other makes a difference to us. Um, There are vast like energetic frequencies that come into alignment when the the moon is closer or further away or Mars is in the right spot. And to be honest, I don't know much about astrology. Um, It's fascinating, but it's not one of my areas of expertise. But there is a huge um, difference in, say, during a full moon um, as opposed to, you know, waning moon. And um, it seems like the veil between this dense physical reality and the other frequencies is much thinner and the energy can be more powerful depending on the particular cycle that the earth is going through. So the earth is like a living organism, so to speak, and we're all cells. We're all individual cells. We're all doing stuff, Um, you know, Weird, but yeah, so she's going through her own cycles and we're kind of just toddling along, man. We're just, we're just surviving. We're just going through it. <laughs> but yes, uh, mm, it is, yeah. They're, they're, if, if you think about it in terms of like manifesting, if you want to bring something into your life, it's much, usually much better to do it during a, a full moon or and then like, contemplated it's um the waning moon or it could be the other way around i don't yeah things just things just happen but mm, yes planets wow (laughs) 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 well something you brought up uh before eric's question was that you know it's our guys that bring us to each other on especially on a platform like tiktok now eric and i have had this conversation i've had this conversation with a couple of other people um about it being more the algorithm than 
it being something spiritual in nature. Uh, one thing I can attest to, though, is for a while, I wasn't seeing many of your videos. And then all of a sudden, they started popping through my feed again. So I'm like, no, it's not just coincidence. It's not just the algorithm. I obviously needed the healing again for you to be coming across my feed again. Yeah, it's it's a weird interplay, isn't it? Um, the the old algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, people can really get twisted up about it, particularly like I do a few curse videos. I mean, we can talk about what curses are if, if you want, but um, a lot of people, if they stay for something like that because it, it grabs them, you know, and then they see more curse videos, then they wonder if they've been cursed and it mm. freaks them out. I don't do as many, like, uh, videos like that anymore for that reason. And I think in that case uh, the algorithm can kind of mess with your mind. But everything happens for a reason. I found, even if we can't understand why in this perspective. So someone who's seeing like a lot of curse videos may have absorbed a lot of negative energy or they're just going through a hard time and spirit, the universe is saying, oh, they need some some healing energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll see a lot of healing and that will help with whatever is going on, whether or not it's a curse. Pe- people are drawn to curses. People are like, oh, oh, no. Most of the time, they're not they're not that bad. It's um it's fairly chill, unless it's other unless it's other things. But so at a at a higher level, at a at a frequency where our guides are working from, which is from fifth density or fifth dimension, they can they can see what what's going on. They go, oh, okay, so maybe that'll grab their attention, and then it'll hold it, and then they'll see a few more things, and suddenly they'll find that this this toxic cluster of energy has been massively dissipated just from a little bit of, of energy work. But like your third dimensional self is going, oh man, I've been cursed. Like who's cursing me? That's not, that's not fun. <laughs> Don't do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, most people don't realize that we're cursing each other more times than we realize though too. All, all the time, man. All the time. You know, you flip someone off in traffic and you just <laughs> sent a little thing of negative energy. Right. You get into an argument with, I don't know, your your boss at work and you're like, oh, I hope you trip over. That's like a that's the thing. They, these thought forms are energy, right? And yeah. um energy can be sent. I'd say around like five to ten percent of the population is psychically powerful enough to send that negative energy to you like and it's very good spiritual hygiene really just to get to the end of the day and cleanse your auric field of anything that you might have picked up mm-hmm. but also if you are compassionate if you are empathetic walking through a crowded place full of stressed people um if you're walking past um people in suffering homeless people um Oh my God, you absolutely absorb uh, like really, really dense frequencies. And that's um, just part and parcel of being on this planet at Mm -hmm. this point in its history. There are a lot of very dense energies, a lot of, um, a lot of suffering. And if Mm -hmm. you're a, if you're a compassionate soul, you absorb that stuff. I know I do. Mm -hmm. I know I do. And you, Coming home at the end of the day, you need to to wash that off. You need to cleanse that off you. 
So it's just, um, it's just good practice, but also, yeah, I mean, we, we send negative energy to each other all the time, all the time, not without even realizing it. Of course, there can be like ritualized um, things that you can do and um, certain ingredients and, and everything, and you can send like mm. energy to people and that is more potent and it can be extraordinarily damaging. One of my clients, oh, my God, um, his grandfather was like a bit of a, a player, okay? a little bit of a player, and um, he got on the wrong side of a practitioner, um, and she she cursed his whole family. And Jeez. they have been beset with, like, tragedies for generations, you know. Mm. And um, I kind of, like, dove into it and um, and healed it. Thankfully, it was within my capabilities to do so. But um, that was that was really complicated. It was really like messing with several energy centers and completely changing their perception of, of how they viewed themselves. And if you believe you're cursed, wow, you you are, you are, you truly are. Like we can be our own worst culprits here. But um, yeah, like very positive feedback from after that healing session. So. Like within within a certain amount, I would say like all of these things can be healed because mm. they're they're dense frequencies, and when they come into contact with higher vibrational energies, like the the things that I channel, um, it can be kind of transmuted. It can be recycled. But yes, I mean if you've got a practitioner who's like consistently sending you stuff, and they can feel when you've cleansed yourself, and then they just keep going, then that can be pretty intense but most of the time it's not it's not that and I, yeah i do try and explain that to people but yeah it can be a bit can be a bit scary mm. well now fear is probably one of the things that plagues humanity the most it's one of the strongest feelings uh you know and i i see people time and time again who think of negative thoughts or they you know something negative happens on tv or whatever and they're just like absorbed by it you know that's especially here in the u.s you watch the news, you're not getting any lighthearted content. It's all just tragic. Uh, and I know so many people who are just depressed all the time. Uh, and the big th the, the, the thing is like energy is very magnetic. So negative energy will always attract more negative energy and positive energy. I mean, I guess it depends, but I find like positive energy is kind of like a cleansing energy. And so clean things often get dirty throughout the day, which is why you have to re-cleanse yourself at the end of the day. Uh, and it doesn't quite work, you know, the opposite way. But when it comes to you, like healing curses or people who have negative energies, I'd imagine some of these energies are both uh, energy in and of itself, but also maybe negative entities who may... Uh, bring on these energies so do you ever find that when you're trying to help these people that you end up getting fight back from these energies or these entities that may be attached oh that's a great question oh man um okay so yes there are an incredible myriad of entities out there like anything that pervades our human psyche collectively exists in the astral realm and then some um all of these entities have varying levels of morality and they also need to eat 
Um, and they see us and they say, huh, fear provokes this like strangely delicious energetic reaction. Um, and if we just prod that a little bit, yummy, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Or, you know, for, for other other reasons, like it's very, it's very hard to, to understand them sometimes because, you know, we're, we're just chugging along in our little third dimensional and we're not aware. Most of the time we're not aware. Mm -hmm. um, there are definitely like beings that will hone in on people who are suffering badly and um, just f feed, feed off of them. And that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's nasty. But um. <sighs> I have come across them. Most of the time, they're fairly chill. Some of them have been pretty terrifying, but I've been able to kind of manoeuvre my way out of it. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but my higher self is pretty freaking terrifying. And <laughs> when I'm in my astral form, so to speak, I kind of merge with her and there's a certain amount of respect that goes on. Um, the the only client I've found who had like a, a ginny, a gin, like yeah. a a genie, what, whatever you want to call call them, um, that was harassing her like quite badly. I came across it with, with my astral self when I when I looked into her energy, and that was kind of the first time I've kind of met one one on one. We had a little conversation. I basically said, "Look, are you harassing her for?" I don't know, shits and giggles and yeah. And I was like, can you stop, please? And he was like, yeah, all right. And off off he went. Um <laughs> it was it was weird. Um but yes, then there was like the follow-up, and that was about um teaching her to raise her frequency so that he wouldn't be interested in her anymore. Mm -hmm. Because all of these particularly entities that feed off of your fear are just as lost as us. Mm -hmm. And the, once we raise our frequency, they can't they can't find us anymore. They don't find us attractive um, as, as snacks. So <laughs> what we can do is um, if we ever come across them, you know, people worry about like sleep paralysis demons or, or, or things like that. There's usually mm -hmm. just lower level astral entities that want to have a have a chow down or you know whatever other reason. Um, if you greet them with respect, um, but firm, firmly, and say, hey, thank you for the work you're doing because I know you're integral to the um, wider forces of creation and destruction in the universe. I'm not scared of you, and I greet you with love. You're raising your frequency, and they won't have much interest in you, and they'll mm. usually leave you alone. Usually, usually, um, yeah. Mm. But I mean, there are pretty. They're, they're, those are lower level. There are some. <laughs> there are other entities out there that are pretty terrifying. I remember once I, when I was first um, going through my my awakening and becoming aware there was this massive like serpent-like creature in the clouds and it, it started like looking at me and was like, oh, you know I exist. I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, God, you're kind of ominous. <laughs> and I kind of just turned my attention away and 
I just went on its way and I was like, oh my God, that was, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> um, so obviously this doesn't, you know, it doesn't, ugh. but if, if that happens, the best advice I can say is like, thank you for the work you're doing because in the higher frequencies, good and evil, yeah, we're imposing our morality onto it and morality is very variable and um, doesn't, yeah, good and bad. Mm. It's more of a, a pure dark and pure light and you can't have one without the other. So mm-hmm. you you thank them and say, I know it's it's integral and the work you're doing is good, but I'm not interested and I'm not a good snack. And it's pretty frequency and you, you leave them be. <laughs> that yeah. makes any sense? It does. Uh, so I've wanted to try this for a long time, astral projection. I know when we dream, uh, there are times that we're astral projecting. And I, I know of other people that have done it, including yourself. But I've always been afraid of what might happen doing it. Is there anything you can say that would kind of alleviate those that are are want to do it, but they're they're worried or afraid of doing it? Okay, if you are afraid, don't do it. If you have fear, don't don't do it. Um, yeah, you mm, astral projection can be incredibly wonderful and meaningful, or it can be completely terrifying, depending on your state of mind, because um, mm, you tend to send yourself to places that match your frequency. So if you're able to like project your consciousness and you're you're still in a bit of a, a state of um you're a bit like freaked out, it, it, that that's really hard for one. So like congrats if you can, but mm, you can go to pretty terrifying places. Um if you're after like a really solid Bible, if you like Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, absolute classic. When I first went to my teacher and I was like, I want to astral project, he was like, you read this first <laughs> and then you can you can practice. Um, so you need to work on, like, eliminating fear. And there, there are ways that you can do that. You can put yourself in a positive state of mind. You can cleanse your auric field of negative emotions, so to speak. You can surround yourself in protective, loving energy. You can attach a cord to your body so you can always find your way back, you know. Um, And you can ask for guides to help you explore the the different frequencies that you find yourself in. And you can also ask to speak or interact with um, entities that are a similar vibrational frequency to you or higher. Um, you You can speak to whoever you want, really. You can interact with all sorts of interesting characters and, uh, wow, it's so hard to explain. Like the, 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 the conversations that you have or the places that you go, because again, time and space, man, they're not, they're not real. They're right. fake news. They're fake news. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I've, I've been on journeys and like met wonderful beings and it, it's felt like I've been there for many days. You know, and then I come back to my body. It's been twenty five minutes. I'm like, oh, man, that didn't <laughs> just happen. Yes, it did. But um, mm, I yeah. Robert Monroe's like uh, oh, 
I mean, he's wonderful. Like if you're interested, start doing the gateway experience. It's on YouTube. Okay. Just, oh, that, that will teach you the kind of state of mind, the kind of Zen meditative state of mind that you should be in to learn to separate your consciousness from your body. And then it's consistent practice and patience. It took me many months before I was able to do anything. Some people can just do it. My ex-girlfriend would be like, did I leave the oven on? I need to go and check. And she would just bloop and go and check and come back. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, Jesus. All right. Whereas I, I'm like, oh, man, I'm struggling through, you know. I'm six months in and I'm still getting there. But it, everyone can do it. It is possible for absolutely anyone. And, um... Yeah, just uh, just work on the fear because Robert Monroe described some pretty terrifying situations where he basically felt trapped. He was out of his body. He couldn't find his way back. He was being harassed by all sorts of, you know, bits and pieces. I was like, ooh, we can mess with him. <laughs> you know, they, they, mm. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. It, it can be wonderful. It can be extraordinary if you're ready. If yeah, and your your guys will usually let you be ready, or they'll say mm, maybe not, maybe not. Okay. Mm. But yeah, the gateway experience. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all I'll say. There's like 36 tapes. They're all incredible meditations. They will teach you about what you can do with your consciousness. Okay. Cool. So now. You you've studied for a while now since what was it twenty twenty one is when you kind of started getting into it right, and you've been pretty successful so far. What are your goals for the future here? Like, what are what is the next step? What do you want to expand on? Oh, look, um, my guides have told me that this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, that I'm still learning about how the universe works and um, the human body, which is the same thing all humans are kind of microcosms of the universe. So I'm learning acupuncture right now. I'm a, I'm a student, um, so I'll be an acupuncturist. And then they, they've told me that I'm going to spend a couple of years probably in some kind of Shaolin temple, oh. uh, like learning martial arts and, um, and the discipline there. And um, essentially my role is to uh, be a, a messenger and a, and a helper for anybody who is willing to listen, who wants to listen. Mm. And there are several options depending on how I spend my energy. I, I have a lot of, of fire, um, but I tend to burn out. So mm. if I don't take care of myself, I'll get chronic fatigue and I'll be a you know, a little acupuncturist in, in Tasmania and I'll be very happy. Or if I uh, conserve my energy appropriately, I'll be, I don't know, someone nuts in about 10 years. <laughs> that makes sense. So but we yes, should reach out in 10 years and see where you're at. <laughs> yeah, and I'll like, you know, <laughs> they say that probably five years of quite intensive study, I'll be able to manipulate the chi fields around objects and like freaking move them with my mind, man. So that's that's the goal. Okay. That's what I want to do. But it's it's about presenting 
irrefutable evidence that there is more than meets the eye down here, getting more people interested in spirituality and awakening as many people as possible because it's absolutely crucial right now that we become aware of how we're destroying ourselves so that we, yeah, so we survive climate change, et cetera, as much (laughs) as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so mm, it's yeah. I'm at I'm at the beginning. I'm still learning. Mm, yeah. All right, Ella. Well, it's about that time where we usually let our guests go. So I want to give you the chance where you can tell everybody where they can find you, all of your work. Right. Well, thank you for for listening, everyone. And um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. If you want to connect with me more, I'm on the old clock app, TikTok. Um, I have a website where I answer people's questions, which I don't think I included in the bio, but whatever, that's fine. Um, I've got other socials, Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, if you feel uh, drawn to the the work that I'm doing, then it would be a pleasure to to meet you and help you in whatever way that I can. So, yes, luck on the path, and I hope to see you soon. All right, Ella, thank you for being on Paratruth Radio. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, folks. That was Ella Jalili Thetain. Um, Make sure you check her out on TikTok. Like I said, that's where I found her. I found her fascinating and her work fascinating. Um, I will ha- at least have the links for you on our website that's uh, um, linked to this episode if you want to check out all of that. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor. And every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. Welcome back to PTR. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And that is never going to change, I guess. That's just, <laughs> that's who we are. Um, so we just got off the line with Ella uh, and we talked to her about uh, about chi and her work in chi and energy. Uh, this was one of those conversations that we were really looking forward to. Uh, mm. You know, we had come across her TikTok months ago, uh, and we probably like probably spent about a month kind of like looking at her stuff and watching her videos oh, yeah. and stuff. But then just like boom, let's see if we can get her on. And so you reached out, and sure enough, cool. Uh, Really fascinating things here about energy and time space and all of that. I mean, we already knew uh, that the earth is just manifested with so much different energy, both positive, negative, and everything in between. And that all of life on earth radiates at different frequencies. Even people tend to radiate differently depending on where they at, where they're at in their lives uh, or in their minds or whatever. Uh, what is one of your biggest takeaways? Because this is something that you've, for a long time have been kind of practicing uh learning about and wanting to get deeper into 
Um, well, I think uh, her advice about the astral projection is I, we I think I we've kind of heard that before, but uh, the way she explained it uh, hit a little bit better home to me. You know, um, there there really is no reason to be afraid of getting lost. Uh, the Robert Moore that she mentioned thought he was going to, but he obviously didn't. Um so I think that's one of the biggest things for me. Um, it, no matter what you call it, chi, reiki, whatever, energy is energy, like she said. So I've always kind of known that and appreciated that. But uh, the the astral projection thing is really what hit home for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I, I think it's, for me, it was mainly her telling us about changing our frequencies and when it comes to negative negative things happening energies curses whatever i mean as you know it's been a long time and as you guys all know if you've been listening for for a while i haven't had any experiences in terms of paralysis sleep paralysis or any entities within my house the one entity that was in this house for a long time hasn't been around and one thing that i noticed is since I pushed it away again, you know, because I've done it multiple times. Uh, I kind of changed my outlook on a lot of things. You know, there, there are times where I, when I was depressed, I would become, and this being very open, become bitter, become angry about things, become frustrated. And since then, which was months ago, I've had much more hope, much more positivity looking forward. I haven't been angry. I've been very calm and relaxed and like, life is life, you know, it just is what it is. Um, and I've kind of been enjoying that, you know, like I, I realize there are things that people do or say that would normally frustrate me. And now I'm just like, Oh dude, like you don't have to like, just take that back. Like leave that. It's not going to affect me. It's not my problem, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm good. And that entity has not come back since. And I've thought about this regularly, especially over the last like five or six weeks. So her kind of stating that was kind of like, I guess an answer that I was looking for that I didn't know that I was looking for. Uh, so that is the one thing that I think is probably stood out the most. Uh, just the knowledge that if you change that frequency, you can get away from some of those negative energies. So it was a confirmation for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's really much more to say on it. I, I loved talking to her. She was awesome to talk to as I thought she would be. I mean, what, how she is on her TikTok videos was exactly how she was with us. Um, not that your online persona is necessarily who you really are, but a few of us, myself included, I, I am who I am. I, I don't change who I am to be on a podcast. I don't change who I am to be on TV or, or on YouTube or on TikTok. I just talk like I normally am do i usually uh enunciate and, and pronounce things as much as i do on on here no i mean that part is probably a little bit of a, a personality if you will but um so it was it was just fun to talk to her and especially just because she was a very free spirit if you will <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so a- any other final words for you on on any of it either what she talked about or ella herself no all right so i'm sure you guys are we're all wondering uh 
you know, where we've been for the past few weeks. Um, we've got some news for you all, and uh, I hope it doesn't upset anybody. But within the next couple weeks, uh, Pear Truth Radio will be coming to an abrupt stop. Um, I'm not going to say an end because we don't know really where the future will bring us. But uh, for now, uh, July 30th will be the last episode of Paratruth Radio. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with you guys, nor is there any sort of weird thing between me and Justin. It's just (laughs) not like the the first time we broke up. (laughs) Yeah. But this is something that has been on our minds for honestly a couple of years. We've gone back and forth. We've talked about it here and there. Uh, and every time we kind of thought about drifting away, we felt the pull to stay. Uh, but as of recent, there's just a number of things happening in our personal lives. Not negative, all good things. Mm. Uh, but it's things that I think is ultimately pulling us away from paranormal podcasting for the time being. Uh, now we've talked about whether or not there's a possibility of us coming back at some point down the road or whether we, if we did come back, maybe we'd have more sporadic episodes like once a month or something. And that's all well and good. And it's in there. If the universe is willing to, to have that happen. Great. If I mean, we've, we've left and come back multiple times over our mm-hmm. choose since 2008, 2007, when we yeah. started paranormal podcasting so uh you know but this is something that we've talked about we've you know meditated on we've prayed on and yeah you know it's just we we feel like it's time to come to an end here but that's not to say that we as podcasters are gone because we do have something else in the works uh so yeah yeah um we are working on staying with evergreen podcasts with our future show that we're working on. And um, so I hope you guys will keep continuing to listen to us as we move into this new, this new venture. Mm-hmm. Don't stop listening to Paratruth radio. Uh, we are going to take it down from evergreen, uh, but we will try and keep the archives up somewhere for the, the duration. Um, I know there are a lot of people out there that truly do like listening to us. So I will keep it there for a while. Um, and just in case we decide to to come back every so often. But um, yeah, like Eric said, it's it's one of those things where. Not on top of, you know, our personal lives, but doing paranormal for. OK, so help me do the math here. 2009 15 years yeah 16 is like 2008 <laughs> so which <laughs> isn't that long years. compared yeah. to some people some podcasters and some of the people in 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 this field uh but for us when it comes to podcasting you guys know we've covered multiple topics we're well over 300 episodes uh yeah. and we're burned out like there's not much to talk about here today you know um i wish there was i wish there was well a lot of other people though constantly get get guests on like they they're never doing an episode by themselves where you and i as co-hosts 
have done it more by ourselves than we have Mm -hmm. had on guests. And it's no real personal preference, really. Um, I I do like doing both, but it's always been Paratruth Radio has always been intended to be a debate between Eric and I. That's what it started out to be. And that's where we tried to stick to. Um, We did have a lot of guests on, which was fascinating and awesome. And then, you know, we kind of went back to just doing it ourselves. And you can only redo a topic so many times before nothing has really changed with that topic. That's the biggest thing. It's like, (laughs) how many times can we talk about lycanthropy or can (laughs) we talk about, you know, mediumship? You know, when, when we talk about all these different things, probably five or six times over the course of the last uh, however many years we've been doing this, eight years, nine yeah. years. Um, this, Paratruth I mean, has been Paratruth, nine. I mean, yeah. Paratruth, yeah. Because we did, uh, we started in 2014. We're now in 2023. So, yeah. So, uh, I wish I could say that we ended it on year 10, but, you know, <laughs> things come to an end. But the good news is, despite the possibility we might come back, you will actually hear us on some of our friends' podcasts who are very much still in the paranormal and are staying there. So you will be hearing us on Paranormal Heart. You'll be hearing us on a couple of other uh, podcasts as well. Uh, so just keep in tune. We'll be posting that up. We'll keep uh, the pot, the the uh, our Facebook and mm-hmm. all that Paratruth up for you guys. Uh, so we will have things posting. But as for our own personal podcast, coming to a stop. But that's it. I don't think we need to say much more. We got two more episodes left still. So you guys hang yep. in there. We got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, and our last episode, of course, is going to be a big bash. You know, uh, not as bad as what, uh, the last time I ended a podcast. I did it in a way that just couldn't bring it back. So we're not going to kill Paratruth. <laughs> not killing Par- Paratruth. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, I hope you guys have a great week this week. We'll catch you guys next Sunday, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Have a good week, guys. Later. Peace. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts 
to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.